Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. Welcome to Location Matters. My name's Sarah Butler, and today we're delving into the world of indoor mapping. And why it's so interesting, because we so often associate maps with being outdoors. We're driving in our cars, we're trying to get from A to B, we're trying to find a meeting location from the street. Uh, But with the game changing, indoor mapping is transforming the user experience and it's happening in a number of industries. I, for one, have been in several situations where I've been lost inside a huge office or stadium. The good news is that now technology has evolved to aid users like me in similar situations. I've got some really relevant guests with us today on the podcast. First up is Oliver Looker, who's a general manager of Lively. Our regular listeners will know Oliver because he's been on a few podcasts now. So, Oliver, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Thanks, Sarah. And we also have a new guest on our podcast who's Christian Mugler from Maps People. And Christian's actually from Denmark and he's visiting Australia at the moment. Regardless of the fact that we have this horrible COVID-19 virus spreading the world, you've made the effort to be here in our studio today, Christian. So thank you very much for being here. Thanks a lot, Sarah. It's my pleasure to be here. So the reason that we wanted both Oliver and Christian to be with us here on the podcast today is because uh, they've kind of been working in the space a little bit now for probably about seven or eight months um, and it kind of started I guess at a more organic level. I know Oliver that you attended the Google Cloud Summit which happened in Sydney last year um, where you and the Lively team delved a little bit deeper into this idea of indoor mapping when I know typically before that you guys were a little more focused on the outdoor side of things. You saw a gap in the market, I guess, here in APAC. Yeah, that, that, that's right, Sarah. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting experience where we're just looking at ways we could sort of monitor and understand indoor positioning better. And as part of that, we could get a feel for, by using Wi-Fi, we could get a feel for where people moving around uh, where the Google Cloud Summit was being held and that was at the Sydney Convention Centre. So we got all these lovely heat maps, you could see hot spots, but time and time again, uh, people that came to our booth, a range of different customers from different industries were saying, hey, you know, where's the blue dot? Or actually, I've got an app, it'd be so good if we could navigate from a place of interest to another place of interest not only from outdoors, but also indoors as well. And that really got us thinking about, hey, how can we, how can we meet this gap in the market? And that's where we, we started the whole journey with, with Maps People. So we went out to the market, we saw what was there, and using our, uh, our partnership, our very close partnership with, with Google and the, and the Google Maps team and the, the guys out of uh, Singapore became connected. And, uh, it's just and been to Christian from yeah, Maps People. <laughs> it, it, exactly. And it's just been onwards and, and, and upwards um, from there. So very similar uh, in terms of not only our technical capa- capability, uh, our partnership with, with Google and have been you know, long-standing partners with Google. So we're both very um, highly, highly regarded um, from Google's perspective. But yeah, really around the whole the whole platform, and it's it's fantastic to have Christian here today. Is this your first time to Australia? Yeah, absolutely. It's my first time, and you're uh, looking like you've picked up a tan while you've been here. 
Yes, I did actually. Yeah, of course, because we have this um, time—not only time difference, but also season difference. Uh, so nowadays we have winter in in Europe. Yeah. And uh, and of course, I was aware that you uh, you are you have summer in in Australia. So uh, it is it is a really great pleasure to be here in Australia. Uh, of course, not only to meet you guys, but also to have a little bit of time to um, explore and uh, discover uh, Australia on my own path. I think going home now is going to be particularly uh, feel a bit colder than normal, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I used to live in the Northern Hemisphere, so I know what it's like to come back to Australia in the summer and then go back up to I was living in London. Yeah, it's always tough when you it go. Is. You get off the airplane, you're like somewhere oh, no. where it's warm, <laughs> and you get back to the cold. Um, yes, but um, we're heading towards spring now in in Denmark and uh, and soon summer. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, I hope the time you've spent here has been good to you both, because I know you guys yeah. have been traveling around. A little bit. That's right. Yeah, we were traveling around. So I think it all started over in uh, Canberra. So we attended the Universities Australia conference there, um, seeing a bunch of customers in New South Wales. And I understand uh, Christian had an opportunity to go surfing over in uh, Bondi oh. or Manly, um, which is fantastic. And then from there down to sunny Melbourne. And I say that a little bit sarcastically. It didn't stop raining the whole time we were there. <laughs> And then coming over over West Coast to Perth and I think, you know, as part of any sort of trip, there's always opportunities to, to meet new customers and obviously, you know, grow business. But Christian also had an opportunity to go across to uh, Rottnest Island um, oh, and follow a selfie. and follow in the in the in the huge footsteps of one Roger Federer. <laughs> so you do you want to talk us around that? I did oh. see the famous Quokka selfie. Yeah, I shared that with you, you know, so uh, of course... We can, we can mean, put it on a link as well, a picture. You have to send it to us on the podcast link. Yeah, absolutely, I can do that. No, <laughs> it was, it was of course, like, uh, it, it's always um, really exciting to have uh, also the opportunity to explore a little bit of uh, Australia. And uh, as I was in uh, Perth the last couple of days, I've been told to um, to visit Rottnest Island. And of course, I, I was aware of this famous uh, selfie that... That Roger Feder did, and uh, and not only him, but it's I think uh, a lot of people do that. And but that was not the main reason I, I went to Rottnest Island. I just heard about the, the splendid nature, the, the beautiful beaches, and also um, you know nature in general. And I I really loved the sea. I really like to uh, to dive, to snorkel, and it was really fantastic to discover that that island. And uh, yeah, it was a awesome. real pleasure. I'm really glad that you got to go there. I think that's a key thing about being an Aussie is that we're very outdoorsy people we're very social people we love getting out and about and crowds and celebrating things we're big sporting people which is I think why another good reason that we've got you both here together now because I want to talk about being in that I guess spectator or participant position and um, talking a little bit about the digital user experience and what role Maps has to play in that because what we've realised recently is in the industry there's a, a growing demand for a mapping element whether it is indoor or outdoor mostly I know Lively has been delving in the outdoor space until we met Christian but I want to talk to you both about I guess what you feel the role is that location intelligence is playing in this space because I think it's more prevalent now because a lot of um, organisations are building apps and within those apps, they want some kind of wayfinding element. 
What's the experience that you've seen here in the market in APAC, Oliver? Yeah, well, you're exactly right in terms of that wayfinding experience. And I think, you know, taking a, a step back and just look at who we are as, as people and, you know, what we do in the course of a day, what we do on the weekends, you know, we're, we're inherently mobile. We're always moving around. And it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a, a millennial or a, or a baby boomer, you've always got a mobile phone in your hand, a smartphone. And increasingly, you know, we're wanting access to more and more information to help us, you know, make, make good decisions, but also to give us fantastic experiences. So I think, you know, the fact that we're always moving around, we want information that's relevant and accurate to where we are. Location plays a really important part in that. And to make context of your location, you obviously need a map. And for me, the map is, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, piece of art. It's cartographic, it's uh, informative. Um, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're, you know, Australian from Switzerland, you're Swiss or from anywhere in the world, you can read that same map. So it's a, it's a great communication tool in that way. So really, I think if you can incorporate that within your business, show the stuff that you care about to, to customers um, and really engage them. And, and I think the cherry on top of that sort of cake, if you like, is Google Maps, in, in my honest opinion, where all the barriers to usage have just been taken away. So if you can find your way with Google Maps and not just you know stop at the front door of the building but continue on and go to that actual place that you need to go to maybe watch that show or learn more about something because you're a, a university student wanting to go to the lecture theatre. If you can bring all that into that, that same experience where Google Maps is basically trailblazed and open up all the doors for you, it's very, very powerful. And that, and that for me is the ultimate user experience. I think one thing to, to note is that just as humans take business out of it completely is that we're just so used to using Google Maps, right? There are lots of other competitors on the market and I don't think any of them have sort of made that impact the way that Google kind of got there first. Absolutely. And you, you're right, though. If you put a Google map in front of my parents, they'll know exactly what they need to do. If you put it in front of my five-year-old niece, she probably would know what to do as well. So I think there's a sense of familiarity there. But yep. also um, bringing organisations and businesses back into it is just this ability to personalise the way you use the map as well to help it fit your business needs but also the user experience and being able to walk that, that fine line. What, what's the experience you've had in this um, space, Christian? Have you, do you think the personalisation element of mapping within apps is, is sort of a key focus? Absolutely. Look, I just can share uh, my own experience. Like four years ago, I spent a weekend with my wife in, in Amsterdam and uh, on our way back, we, we just had some extra time at the airport and we just told ourselves, hey, let's just enjoy our time and, and, and take a massage. So what I did is I just downloaded the, the app of the airport. And then uh, in my surprise, I just found that, hey, basically they also have a map uh, with an indoor wayfinding that shows you exactly not only where the, uh, the location is, but you know, where you need to go and, and how long it takes. So that was uh, a really great experience because unexpected, first of all, right? And, and then, like, it, it just generally puts a smile on my face because, 
it makes just my my day uh, much easier and then we were super happy and then i thought like wow this is a really cool tool and and it's really funny because just a year after i was you know i joined the maps people team and now i'm working with with indoor wayfinding so oh so you you were inspired by that that massage in <laughs> i think so yeah absolutely so and uh, it probably was meant to be that uh, i joined that uh, that's awesome you know <laughs> <laughs> well um i mentioned this before but i think so often we associate mapping and, and cartography and gis with being outdoors and what the impact is either from from looking from the bird's eye view down or if it's getting from a to b outside um, in a place where gps is available and it's it's easy to do the indoor mapping has i guess been introduced at a time when people are using their devices more people are looking for information using those devices more frequently indoor mapping i think for people is going to really ease up the user experience like if you go to a stadium to watch a game or if you're going to the shopping center and you're trying to find that that particular store you want to go to let's say you're at the supermarket and you can't find i don't know some obscure in the toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) you can't find it um you don't realize that it's because there's a shortage but you you kind of want to know exactly how you get to that aisle i mean i've spent ages before trying to find somebody at a supermarket to tell me where I can get lime juice or something because exactly. I can't find it. So the introduction of indoor mapping is really, I guess, take, making it easier for people to stay in control of, of what they're doing without necessarily needing to rely on other people and it's that reassurance and that comfort of knowing that you have a resource. How do you think it's it's changed the game in, first of all, Europe, where you're from, Christian? How have you seen it being adopted by organisations in Europe north america and how they're implementing it at the moment yeah i mean that's that's a a really relevant question because i mean you see that 80 of 90 percent of the people spend their time indoor right i mean just here in this case you know you're working in the office you spend like eight hours in in the office right inside and then imagine like all of the places you you visit airports shopping malls and of course all the corporate offices that we talk about so we spend most of our time somewhere indoor and that affects of course our daily life our daily routines and and how we can improve that and and that's of course something that we have seen and we see like a big request of helping people to navigate inside because especially like in big venues like airports or big corporate offices where people get easily lost and where maps indoors can help them to find these different uh, points of interest, uh, help them to navigate to the, the meeting rooms they have to go, or even like to find a colleague. And that's, of course, something we, we see uh, growing rapidly, not only in Europe, but also in the States, and uh, which at the end gives uh, a great value to the, to the end users. I was having a look and, and doing a little re- bit of research into Maps People, I'll confess, before this podcast. And I noticed a really interesting statistic, which I think maybe gets left out because it is really an impact on the organisation rather than the digital u- user experience, but it is a direct um, result of a poor user experience. And that is that 67.3% of people in a retail situation will leave a store because they can't find something that they need. And they don't want to have to go up to people. I think the economic impact is an, an interesting angle. It's like making the digital user experience the, the top priority 
can actually provide you with a return on investment that you may have missed before. So it's, it's interesting the way that you apply indoor mapping to different industries, but also like it has a huge amount of economic significance as well. Absolutely, it's tremendous. Uh, as you mentioned, like with this example, but imagine also like just seeing a queue in front of you, like if it's like in a stadium that you want to buy something, uh, also retail, of course, uh, you mentioned like if you can't find the product, people leave the location. We have done also research and talked to existing customers and it's extreme like the, the, the amount of money you, you missed out or the money you can gain when you can shorten the waiting time or if you, for example, can integrate an overview about all the products that you can find in, an, in a store and then combine that with indoor wayfinding so that people can find a specific product. I mean, I can just give you an example of a use case in a speaking uh, German-speaking part in Europe, where we have worked with a do-it-yourself company that has around 300 to 400 stores. And they not only wanted to help their customers to navigate inside the, the, the store, but they also wanted to assist the, the customers to find a specific product. You know, and, and we were able to do that with collaborations with other partners. And basically, the application they use has actually two functions. You can actually order your product online and that will probably take you some days until you get it sent home by post, by mail, sorry. But uh, And the other thing is, of course, you can also show them a map and then say like, hey, here you have an overview about all our stores. You can select the store that is nearest to your place. And then, of course, with Maps Indoors, we can navigate people from home all the way to the stores and all the way to specific product that we're searching in the inside app. Inside the store. Inside the store. So so all the way from home to a specific shelf and product, we will help the, the customer to find that. And of course, that will have and that has uh, a tremendous impact in return of investment. Uh, so people have experienced not only like a great value like in, in having that tool, but um, it will of course also help all the companies to uh, to grow their business. The the idea of moving from outdoor to indoor without having to switch out of an app and into a different app is kind of an attractive thing, I'd imagine, especially here in Australia in the, or in the APAC region. What do you think, Oliver, are some of the industries who maybe aren't leveraging this at the moment that are going to see the biggest benefit in, the, in this market? It's really, I suppose, you're t- taking a step back and you look at, traditional sort of navigation and, and and the outdoors you know GPS has been available they're sort of public spaces and so it's been quite a mature sort of landscape there and to you know the ability to be able to get around in your car or whatever the mode of transport is but it's always sort of stopped then when it's got to we sort of typically call it like the the last mile so once you get to a big place say like a, a big complex building where there's lots of people, you know, lots of people milling around, some people sort of dwelling at that location, then it's quite difficult then to, to navigate that last mile. And so that's really sort of the holy grail and that can apply to many different industries, so many different market segments. So if you think about yeah, different markets that have these big complex buildings, you've got like corporate offices 
which Christian alluded to. So sometimes they've got a whole skyscraper or multiple floors in a building, but then they don't just have one building in town, they've got a, another one. So if you can think of some of the larger companies around the place, um, and, and I'm sure Christian's got a, a few examples of that. But then you've got uh, universities and being able to provide a, a fantastic, um, you know, it's very competitive landscape, being able to provide a, a great digital experience. Students, uh, you know, they're young, they're digital natives, they expect a very high customer experience. So from there you've got retail. Again, these are very competitive markets and landscapes. So to get that advantage is to not just stop at the parking lot, not just to stop at the, at the front door of the bus station. It's to keep on going. So I think if you can bring that into the mix in a seamless, frictionless sort of transition, uh, I think you're going to maintain that high level of user experience that Google Maps gives you anyway. Um, and then you're just raising the bar if you can continue that within an indoor environment. But there's other, there's other segments as well. You look at zoos, theme parks, you look at convention centres, sporting stadiums. So there's lots of big spaces, big assets, big venues where it's quite challenging to get around. Lots of people milling around. So to be able to help the flow of people and maximise the services that you're offering better utilise those assets, you really do need to have that outdoor-indoor wayfinding. Keep yourself competitive. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be a laggard in that, in that situation and be behind the pack. You really need to, to take advantage of that, it's particularly for the ANZ market. You can do it with a lot, of, a lot of trust and to have a lot of confidence because MAPS people have, have already done it in the States and in Europe. So the markets are a bit more mature over there and it's a tried and tested product. So to take it into the ANZ, you can have the confidence to know that it, it just works and there's demonstrations and material to learn from other successful customers about how it can be used and readily implemented. You guys at Maps People, you've done some pretty cool projects. I had a look. You Thanks. Yeah. Well you've okay, first of all, for any football fans, UEFA? Virtual Stadium. Can you tell us a little bit about that is project? That, is that football or soccer? Oh, well, it depends who you're talking to, Oliver. <laughs> yeah. In Australia, yeah. we call it, uh, as kids, we call it soccer. But it's I, I was corrected swiftly when I lived in London. It's oh, football. Yeah. The, round, the round ball. The round one, yeah. Beautiful game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes, thanks for mentioning that. And absolutely. So we have some really uh, interesting use cases that uh, I love to share. And, and one of them is, as you mentioned, uh, the UEFA case where... From a facility management perspective, we have, um, you can imagine like Wafer previously had, uh, let's say, uh, a team of 30 delegates that was traveling in Europe to um, uh, inspect different stadiums that they can choose for their championship. And of course, that requires a lot of time, a lot of resources and of money as well. And it's not that eco-friendly because people, of course, need to to use the plane and other means of transport. So so what we did is we um, built a virtual stadium together with a partner called SWORD, where we mapped all the stadiums. We added also 360 images. So that basically people don't need to uh, travel anymore. So everything can be handled now from their home office. So they can just click on all the different POIs uh, at the stadium and have a, even like a, a 360 image. 
So again, and that shows uh, also that indoor mapping, as we do with maps indoors, can be used for different users, right? Not just talking about customers, but also like in that case, facility management, also for the staff. So there's, there's different use cases that you can uh, use it for. I think that leads nicely into something I wanted to, to chat with you guys about, which was the role of location beacons and I guess Bluetooth technology in order to be able to do indoor mapping I guess number one is it necessary I guess it depends on what you want to do and the other side of it is how important if you do need it are the beacons like do people already have to have established beacons in their stadiums for example how, how important is it in order to do an indoor mapping solution to have that, that technology yeah, and that's a really relevant question because it's always depending on the use case, right? Of course, like it's nice to have the blue dot on your map uh, so you always know where you're located, but not every use case, not every use case you need positioning. So let's take, for example, uh, universities. I think it's for them it's important just to have a wayfinding solution to show them like how to get from point A to point B and with the Maps Indoors platform, we can help them to navigate all the way from outdoor to indoor or even like just indoor. And that is in most of the use cases, you know, enough. Of course, you can add positioning, which means that you will have the blue dot in, in the map. And then, of course, if you lose track and you're somewhere where you shouldn't supposed to be, then you can see on the map, oh, well, yeah, that's the blue dot. Oh, I see that I'm I'm out of the track and I should follow the, the, the blue, blue line to reach my destination, which is always, like, uh, valuable. But again, it's always depending on really, like, is it needed? Do we also... Ha- it's also a question of budget. Do we have the budget for it? Because as I see, like, for use cases as universities or even airports, you know, where people just need or happy enough to have a wayfinding solution that guides them all the way to the gates or to a restaurant and all these kind of things. Uh, sometimes this is just sufficient. But again, also something that I want to mention, which is really helpful with, with our platform, is that we can integrate uh, our wayfinding solution with any kind of third-party data. So you mentioned positioning. Uh, let's take, for example, also offices, corporate offices, where they have integrated maps indoors into their existing smart office solution. So, for example, you know, with hot desking or booking meeting rooms, uh, we help them to navigate to these specific destinations, meeting rooms and like desks from their colleagues. And, and even that helps like, you know, the daily life of an employee uh, in a great way. So basically, if you worked in a huge corporate office and it's a hot desking situation, you could open up an app and somehow it will be able to tell you whether or not there are desks vacant, where to go. And so basically as a user, you could say, yep, okay, I can see that desk there is free. It's three floors up from here. It's on the other side of the building. I'm going to go select that desk and then I'm going to go there and it's it's reserved for me. That's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do, is does that require? Um, so the companies provide that information to to maps people. Yeah, so they have, have an existing like kind of a smart office uh, management right. solution, and and then of course uh, we they just integrate uh, maps indoors by using our SDK, and and then like 
as they already have this hot desking solution, uh, on top of it, they have then our map, which will guide the employee to a specific desk that is, is available. But not only even that, it can also like, you know, give you an overview about where your colleagues are located, right? Well, do so they have do they have GPS tracking on them as well? Yeah, you don't need you don't you don't need uh, you know uh, uh, GPS tracking because GPS either way it doesn't really work indoors. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, you know, we can help you to find again, like, a colleague that may might be like in the in a, in another floor, booked into a meeting room, or exactly, something. or yeah. or you can see like, you know, well, uh, a meeting this meeting room is booked, and you can even see like uh, who is attending this meeting, right? So you can get a much more personalized uh, experience and information. And, and how to use uh, this solution. And talking about also like, you know, the return of investment, especially like in corporate offices where they have so much space, but they don't use it like efficiently. So we just figured out that with, with a hot desk solution uh, in combination with Maps Indoors, big corporate office can save a lot of money. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, and that's, I suppose one of the key things that attracted us to the to the platform and maps people as well and that's the open nature of the platform so it is there's like an open sort of sdk um, that you can get access to so you can integrate anything you like any sort of data information apis or whatever and they've done all the hard work around the positioning technology and being able to integrate with those different technologies because that's you know probably one of the things that is not so simple and straightforward as outdoors where you've got the gps i can use that when i go indoors it's a combination of wi-fi and bluetooth um, electromagnetic i think ultrasound now and light heat so there's all these ways of understanding where someone is or or understanding where people are indoors Maps people have done all the hard work working with all those different hardware providers, whether it's like Citrix or Meridian, and know how to integrate their positioning systems with the platform. So all that heavy lifting's been done. So if you've already got a you know an existing investment, already gone down a particular path, and have Bluetooth um, technology, for example, yeah, I'm yeah, I'd be very very. Uh, surprised if that particular technology provider hasn't been i suppose reviewed and have worked with you know maps people on a particular project somewhere around the world and that's really crucial to have that ability to 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 get the blue dot is to have that relationship with the particular indoor positioning hardware providers i'm glad you raised that because i know something you and i've talked about before oliver is actually being able to utilise and leverage all that information that you've already got in a business and bring it all together in one cohesive way, um, something you've got a lot of experience with actually is smart cities and internet of things. Um, I know you've done some work before with City of Melbourne in terms of their parking, available car parks and things like that. Um, how do you think, I guess, in terms of facility management, and having equipment that is fixed with IoT sensors can also benefit people from an indoor location and indoor location intelligence perspective. Because let's say, for example, I work at a university and the university two years ago invested in all these little sensors on all the projectors in the rooms or they have put sensors over the car parks. You know, sometimes you drive into a car park and it shows you the green light and things like that. 
how can it change things from a facility management point of view? Because sometimes it, moving away from the digital user experience for the people who are visiting your place or your organisation or your property, whether it's a uni or a stadium or whatever, internally within the management of that place, yep. you can also benefit from this technology because it can help you do your job better pretty much. Is, is that right? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, the benefits for operations... Uh, internally uh, for your workforce to be and your contractors as well to be more efficient getting more uh, return on your on your asset as well you know activating spaces uh, that are potentially not being used or where you've got iot sensors that you know can understand energy consumption and light and these sort of things so maybe you activate a space um, and use it when there's more natural light um, in that particular, you know, meeting room or lecture theatre. Um, so it makes you, again, it comes back to that key word and, and being smarter. Um, so as, a, as, a, as an owner of an asset and, and managing operations and, and workforce to maintain that asset, you can really start to lift the performance by having this understanding and being able to bring it all together on a platform like Maps Indoors. Um, so that's really crucial. And then as we as as what we've been talking about, you know, that whole customer experience and that journey, you know, not just once you're at the particular venue, but, you know, from when you leave at home, imagine that experience. If you've got an open platform, you can start integrating all these different services. So services around parking. When's the next shuttle bus? Am I going to get access to that meeting room or that prac room? actually I'm hungry, you know, what food and beverage services can I get access to and actually make a payment or buy a ticket? So it just goes on and on. So as long as you've, you know, got these, you know, these services and you can get access to them, you can integrate anything into this into this platform. And the other thing as well is is um, if you've got your own app, because Maps Indoors is already open, you can integrate that into your own app. So you don't have to if you've already put a lot of investment into your own app or website, that's no problem. So that's the key thing, I think, to, to understand as well. Yeah, thank you, Oliver, for that, because I know that's a real concern for a lot of people. But it's good to know that, yeah, with something like Maps Indoors, you can bring all the information together. It's going to help users from a user experience point of view for people who either are trying to get your services or they're trying to navigate around your property, um, but also like the tremendous value that it brings to an organisation to just make better decisions about about what they're doing. So I think we probably have a little bit of time to just talk about whether or not people would like to implement an indoor mapping solution. Let's say they do. So we might have people from stadiums or convention centres listening to the podcast right now. If they wanted to get started um, using Maps Indoors, Christian, what what would be the best way for them to, to do that? Yeah, great question. So... Uh, what we need is basically just to get the floor plan of the of the venue of the building, uh, and that our deployment team works with with CAD files and preferably DWG format, but we accept also other formats like PDF, depending on the quality of it. So, so once we get the floor plan, uh, we check, o- of course, if the quality is is okay. We check also if we have all the the data. Uh, the room IDs, so all these kind of things that we need in order to digitalize the map. So uh, and and of course, once this is in place, we digitalize the whole the whole venue, the whole building. 
on top of it, we create also the root network, so where people can navigate. And then basically uh, we can, uh, you know, it's it's ready to be integrated like in an existing application or uh, if if the customer just want a, a standalone app, that's also something we can deliver, of course. So always depending on the, on the requirements. Uh, so what I want to say is that we don't have to be on site in order to deliver Maps Indoors uh, platform. So we just need the, the, the CAD file. And when it comes to the commercial model, we just need to know the size of the venue. So in square meters or square feet. And then we can also give a, an estimate on how much it was cost. Um, and in terms of anyone that's in Asia Pacific, then as the partner, Lively is available to field any inquiries. Is that right, Oliver? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, Lively is the channel partner in the region. So effectively, you know, we've been working closely, as you say, over the last sort of six months. Um, so we've gone through a whole bunch of learning and, and training, which is which is fantastic. So not only in terms of, you know, the product, but also, you know, sort of getting under the hood and having a, a technical understanding. So, yeah, we're very well versed in product and understand it so we can be effectively maps people's arms and legs in the region so to speak. Do either of you recommend any other resources in in terms of people just wanting to get information about indoor mapping solutions if they just want to go and read into it a bit more any suggestions? Well yeah I mean definitely go and check out our website uh, both on Lively and uh, Maps People there you can find a lot of information you can find like i mean not only like blog posts you can also find uh, use cases we also have uh, maps indoors demo mobile application available that everybody can download that is available both on ios and android so they can just go and test it out themselves yeah exactly yeah. so just go to the app store and and write maps oh, cool. indoors so everyone can just download our solution and it's based on the White House. So it's kind of funny. You can <laughs> navigate inside the White House. around Find Trump. Uh, yeah, around the White House. Uh, so it's just to give you, uh, you know, the, um, you know, a way of, of testing our solution and, uh, and, and it's available for free. So uh, please go ahead and, and, and test it. The uh, Lively team as well, I believe, has a bunch of different demos as well that are available and if anybody wants to just, I guess, try it out or see how it works. Yeah, or uh, absolutely. I mean, and that's that, that's that's really the sort of the premise around uh, the platform is, um, you know, it is open. There's there's demos that um, you can get access to um, and it doesn't matter really which industry you're in, um, you are in, uh, there's demos that are available. And then that should help you understand, you know, the opportunity that exists or if you do have a need, you know, how Maps Maps Indoors can help, you know, provide a solution to meet that need. And then, yeah, more than happy to talk with you further and, and understand your requirements further and what you're trying to achieve. You know, is it something to raise the bar with digital user experience or is it a more internal thing and, you know, better, better help manage the workforce, be more responsive and make, you know, better use of, of, of the asset that you're looking after? Great. Well, we're going to include some notes on uh, the NGIS website. So all of the NGIS Location Matters podcasts are posted to the NGIS website under the newsroom. And where we post those episodes, we always provide a bunch of resources and links of things that we've been talking about. So go there if you'd like to read a little bit more about Maps People and their website or about Lively um, and, and links to their website. We'll also include 
that information about the apps that people can download to try out Maps People, Maps Indoors. And yes, Christian, I, I do agree that your website, I was, I was having a look through and I was reading a really funny blog earlier called Everybody Hates Your Office, um, which is all about the corporate office and, and struggling to find resources and things like that. So we, d- we really do recommend that blog. It's, it's uh, informative and it's entertaining um, and they're doing an awesome job. Uh, but that's all we've got time for. Uh, thanks, Oliver, for your time. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Christian. We really hope you've had a great time, like we said, and safe travels back to Denmark. Thanks a lot, Sarah. It was, it was great to be here. Thank you yeah, again for coming. So if anyone would like to subscribe to the Location Matters podcast, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. You've been listening to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS covering the world of mapping and location technology. To find more episodes or to read our blog, check out our website, ngis.com.au.